Hi, I'm Asha Tomlinson. And I'm David Common. And we're hosts of CBC Marketplace. We're award-winning investigative journalists that want to help you avoid clever scams, unsafe products, and sketchy services. Our TV show has been Canada's top investigative consumer watchdog for more than 50 years. But this is our first podcast. CBC Marketplace podcast is available now on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. When work is busy and you feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, it can sometimes be hard to force yourself to stop and take a break. I've certainly been on that treadmill more than once. Uh, I'm known far and wide as a bit of a workaholic. I also know that a break can and does help me come back to work feeling refreshed. But it turns out that it's all in how you do it. And so this week we're asking, how can I take an effective break from work? Hi, Catherine. Welcome to The Dose. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Catherine, do you uh, practice what you preach? Do you (laughs) take a break? I do. I think um, the pandemic really pushed me to kind of refocus and, and reprioritize. And I'm really intentional about my breaks. I, I schedule them into my calendars. I, I really protect them and, and advocate for other people. So definitely I'm, I'm practicing what I'm preaching for sure. Oh, I'm going to want to hear about that. Uh, and one of the things that I've noticed uh, working from home a lot is that there's a lot more opportunities to do things, which I gather are good, nice distractions that take you away from your work. So, so I'm going to want to hear about those. But before we begin our discussion, can you give us a hi, my name is? Tell us what you do and where you do it. Just ad lib. Hi, my name is uh, Catherine Coons. I work at the Canadian Mental Health Association, uh, the national office. I'm a national senior manager of our workplace mental health program. So at CMHA National, we have a number of different workplace mental health and well-being solutions, and I help to kind of oversee and run those programs. Perfect. So what do we know about how to take an effective break from work or study? I know that's a, it's, that's a broad question, but start us off. How, how do we do that? You know, I think a lot of the time we just want to focus on spending that time recovering and recharging, which means very different things to different people. Sometimes we want to use that break to recover and and make ourselves feel calm or relaxed. So we want to do things that make us feel calm and relaxed. That could be stretching, that could be meditation, that could be having a nap, reading a book, or even watching a TV show. Um, sometimes we just need that that space to just kind of get away from that that hustle and bustle and give ourselves some space to kind of breathe. On the other hand, sometimes we need that break to kind of recharge ourselves. So we might want to spend some time doing something that's a bit more challenging, a bit more of kind of an active break, something that really recharges us. This could be things like, you know, doing a workout, practicing a new skill, doing something social. So, you know, talking to somebody in in your household or in your workplace. It could even be experimenting with a new recipe in the kitchen. So there's two different types of breaks, I would say, is the, the first being that kind of relaxation where you're kind of more zen and you're doing things to kind of bring yourself to a level of calm. Or there's the other type of break that's kind of more active. You're doing things to make yourself feel more recharged and you're feeling much more energized and kind of confident after that break. We both you know need both those breaks at different times. So it really depends on on what, what you're feeling in that moment and what you're going to need to feel good on that break. 
Is there a common denominator for the short and long breaks uh, that you're disengaging from whatever work or study that you've been doing? Absolutely. I think it's it's something that you need to be switching out of your normal routine, even, you know, for short periods of time. So sometimes we think the kind of longer breaks, I'm just going to push through and then I'll take that that hour break for lunch, or I'm just going to push through my work day and then I'm going to have the night off. Um, but really, we need to be disconnecting and, and recharging and breaking throughout the day, doing something different from our work day to kind of make ourselves feel re- recharged. So on our breaks, making sure that we're also not just checking our emails, turning our notifications off, doing something that's different to make sure we can come back to our work with a kind of a different renewed sense of energy and kind of more creativity to kind of tackle that task that we left before the break. So what does research tell us about how a break can affect our mental and physical health to the positive? I think on a fundamental level, you know, most people could agree that taking a break from work or from study is going to be a good thing. But there's been loads of research and especially coming out through the pandemic is that, you know, taking breaks increase our ability to be more creative. We're more productive. We're more focused. Um, and we, we feel less stress, which ultimately leads to greater job satisfaction. So, of course, on an individual level, taking breaks for ourselves is, is good for our own kind of well-being and, and our own mental health and productivity. But it's also great for the organization. And as organizations, we need to be promoting it and supporting employees to take those breaks throughout the day as well. We'll get into that advocacy part of it a little bit later on. Um, but, you know, you've mentioned now this tendency that I have which is to push through. So what, what are the damaging effects of pushing through instead of taking that break? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not alone. I think a lot of the times we, when we're kind of stuck in a problem or we just want to finish something, we just think, you know, just a couple more hours and I'm just going to get it done. And if I work, um, you know, I put that time in, then I'll, I'll be able to kind of relax later. But as we work and we as, as we don't take breaks, our productivity and our decision-making abilities decline. We just naturally fatigue. And we know that. And so it's a marathon, not a sprint. We can't be sprinting throughout the day and just powering through. We're not going to be as productive. So making sure that we are taking those breaks throughout will help us be better employees, be better students, get the job done in a more effective way, in a more efficient way, and actually less time spent doing that task. So it's really kind of reframing our thinking to to see that taking breaks and, and time off isn't necessarily a selfish thing. It doesn't mean you're a bad employee or a bad student. It's investing in your well-being. And when we take care of our well-being, we're better employees, we're more productive employees, we make better decisions, and all Ultimately, our work is better. So you've made the case. Uh, something that is is really intriguing about what you have to say and what I've seen from the research is that this doesn't have to be a lengthy uh, break. Ten minutes is enough. So what is it about ten minutes? It, it's that's absolutely right. You know, sometimes again, we think that the longer vacation, or if we take a month off, or you know, we're making sure we're taking that that hour lunch break, we're going to feel better. But really, the re- the research has shown that the frequency is more important than the duration. Um, so the research has shown that the frequency and duration does vary a little bit on the ideal, but really, you know, every hour to an hour and a half, we really need that ten or fifteen minute break. So instead of that kind of one long break or that one long kind of summer holiday, making sure we're scheduling those breaks, you know, fewer, but throughout the day more frequently is allowing us to disconnect. And it just gives us that sense of energy. 
pulling yourself out of that task for 10 minutes every hour or hour and a half allows us to feel more recharged. And again, you know, have a more sustainable approach to our workday, as opposed to kind of that one big block of break. What are the kinds of things that you can do during that 10 minute break that would constitute a break? It'll be different things for different people. You know, it can be things like doing a walk. It can be things like doing a couple couple chores if you work from home, making yourself a nice recipe, being active. You could do a workout. You could do some stretching. You could read a book. It really depends on on what works for you. And and you know, there's not one kind of golden rule of what the best break is. We just want to make sure that we're disconnecting from our work or from our study. So whatever's accessible to that person in that moment. It'll also change day by day. You know, some days maybe, you know, you really like that walk or you really like that meditation practice. And then some days you can't even sit still. So it depends on, on how you're feeling. And I, you know, I really encourage people to take that, that time to kind of brainstorm some ideas and try something new because some things work for some people and some things make somebody else more stressed. The kind of bottom line is doing something that's engaging our brain in a different way, separate from our work or our study as well. Let's look at it from the opposite point of view. Are there any kinds of activities that you should avoid in order for the break to have to have a good impact and not have a bad one? I would say generally we want to stay off our phones. Um, you know, I think checking the news and social media sometimes can give us that quick kind of dopamine hit, but ultimately doesn't leave us feeling recharged. So if we can put our devices down, step away from our phones, avoid kind of doom scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or the news, because that won't leave us feeling recharged. So one of the main things is for sure to kind of stay away from, you know, technology if you can um, and make sure that we're doing something to kind of take care of ourselves or practice some self-care, whatever that means for the individual. Got it. If you work at a desk, and a lot of us do, how important is it to go outside if all of the work that you do is indoors? Incredibly important. I think as especially as the days get shorter, um, we want to make sure that we are getting outside, getting as much sun as we can, even if it's for a five minute walk around the block that can increase and, and boost your mood. Um, there's lots of research coming around, out around the mental health benefits of spending time in nature. If you live in a city, that doesn't mean you have to kind of go on a massive hike. That can mean going to the local park, doing something where you're just spending time, getting some fresh air, moving your body and whatever is accessible to you can really, really boost our mood and, and help kind of alleviate some of that stress that we might be experiencing just kind of staring at a screen. I know that some people who, uh, who work in office settings and, and indeed at home have switched to standing desks. That's the topic for another day. But, but the point I'm making is that, is that most of us, a lot of us, are going to be sitting for too many hours a day and that that can be detrimental to our health. So how important is it to get up and move around if you have a sedentary job and you're sitting all day? Yeah, a, a very important as well. You know, you could stretch, you could stand, you could, if you have any meetings, sometimes I, I do actually, if you have any meetings where you, you don't have to be on camera and you're just kind of listening in, put on some AirPods or some, some headphones and kind of walk around, you know, do some movement. If you just have to listen to a meeting, making sure that we are moving and getting up out of our chairs. Again, programming it into our calendar is an easy way to kind of remind yourself to do that. If you end a meeting early, and you're still, you know, you've got that 10 minutes back, get up and move as best you can, stretch as best you can. Getting up and moving is really, really important for, you know, that, that break time as well. 
So, Catherine, are you telling me that you can have your cake and eat it? You can actually be working by attending a meeting and taking a break at the same time? I would say you don't want to necessarily confuse those two things. I think if you can, taking your breaks is separate from working. I would say you don't want to be you know, classifying being on a meeting and walking as your break, you still need time away from that. But if you can do a bonus break where you are able to kind of walk around or, or, or stretch while you're listening to something, then I would recommend doing that. But that's not in replacement of an actual break as well, because you are still working, you are still thinking about about work, just that, you know, if you're off camera, and you could do a couple lunges or some stretches, you know, why not? Um, but making sure we still are taking those breaks as, as well on top of that. Forgive me, that was the workaholic in me uh, talking, <laughs> trying to multitask, finagle a break and, uh, and, and work at the same time. I promise to do better. Um, now, I'm recovering from my first bout of COVID, and it reminds me that, that people, and, and it took me a while, it took me weeks to kind of get back to, to kind of 100% uh, physically. Uh, you know, lots of us who are listening to this conversation are, are recovering from colds and flus. It kind of makes me wonder, should I approach taking uh, breaks differently because I'm recovering from an illness? I would say, yeah, I think, you know, any sort of, you know, recovery process or return to work process needs to be taken with consideration and care. In general, whether you're off for, you know, a longer period of time, or even back from vacation, or you're off being sick, is being much more mindful of that transition. So if you have been feeling, you know, unwell, or you've been taking time off work, making sure you are much more mindful of that. So it's not that jarring of a transition that we're, you know, taking care of our well being and taking care of our mental health as we kind of go back into that, that typical routine. Otherwise, you might just kind of fall back into that cycle and to take time off again. Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to like perform to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. We're we're asking this question this week about breaks because so many of us, so many Canadians don't take the breaks that they are permitted to take. Do we have any sense of how pervasive that is, the push through mentality? Yes, for sure. You know, there are a lot of folks who aren't taking breaks throughout the workday. They're not taking their full paid time off. You know, a recent study showed that more than one third of employees occasionally, rarely or never take their lunch breaks and add to that, you know, more than 80% of workers do some work while they're on their vacation. Um, so for sure, it's, it's prevalent. You know, it's people are kind of doing that push through mentality. Sometimes it's fueled by heavy workloads or, you know, a desire to kind of keep the momentum going. This kind of maybe older school thinking mentality of just pushing through is, is better for us if you're trying to meet a deadline. Sometimes folks are also scared that they might be looked down upon if they're taking too many breaks or more breaks than their colleagues. So it's, you know, there's a number of reasons that kind of lead to that. So not only do we need to be taking our breaks throughout our workday, we really need to be setting those boundaries 
on our paid time off, on our nights, on our weekends, to not be continuing to kind of check our email as much as we can. If you don't have to be available 24-7, then don't. We need to disconnect. Otherwise, we're not able to recharge in the same way as if we were trying to work through our time off and our breaks. How much of a stigma exists surrounding taking breaks out there in, in, the, in your average workplace? You know, I think it still exists. I think there's a lot of, you know, responsibility on the organization and on, on leadership to demonstrate and kind of change that mentality. I would say there's been a shift in thinking around taking care of your mental health and, and well-being throughout the workday as a result of the pandemic. But of course, it's still there. You know, the research shows it. People aren't taking their full, their full breaks or they're rarely taking lunch breaks or working through lunch. So I think it depends on the organization. It depends on the industry. It depends on, on the location of the organization, but it still exists. So we all, you know, play a role in, in changing that mentality and changing that stigma. It, of course, starts with leaderships and organizations, but, you know, it's, it can also be changed through kind of culturally in, in an organization from colleague to colleague as well. I want to ask you about the serious side of this subject. What's the health risk? on an ongoing basis or a chronic basis of not taking enough or even any breaks throughout your workday. This is a serious topic, isn't it? It absolutely is. You know, I think it's it's not sustainable for people. Maybe we can push through for a week. We have a really tough deadline and we can just, you know, we have to just do it every so often. But if we are repeatedly not taking our breaks, not taking our paid time off, and we are under, you know, an immense amount of stress and aren't able to kind of recharge or disconnect or recover, it will ultimately lead to burnout. Um, which, you know, is a, is a very serious thing. And I think it's, if we're not taking care of our mental health, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not taking those breaks, it is not sustainable for anybody. Um, there will come a point for, for most people that, that will kind of hit a breaking point and will have knock on effects. So it's, it's easier to kind of, you know, treat mental health challenges or, or intervene earlier and, you know, spend some time taking care of your mental health on a, a long term scale, as opposed to kind of treating it down the line when maybe you've hit that level of kind of burnout or you need that kind of care because you haven't been able to take your breaks throughout the, you know, the past couple of months. That being said, the responsibility is, is, is largely on the organization and on, on managers and leaders to kind of lead the way and set the tone. Um, you know, we can only do so much to take care of ourselves. If our workplace isn't a positive workplace, if we're not taking care of psychological health and well-being, that's also a recipe for disaster. So as individuals, we need to be taking care of ourselves. We need to be taking those breaks to avoid some of those kind of worst case scenarios. But as organizations and as leadership and managers, we need to be setting the tone. We need to make people feel like it's okay. They can bring their whole selves to work and that it's okay to take that time off and those breaks as well. So what is your advice to managers? You know, I would say lead by example, first and foremost. I think if, if an employee sees their manager taking the time off and disconnecting and taking their lunch break or taking their breaks throughout the day, they're not accessible on their vacation or their paid time off, that really shows a message to an employee that it's okay for them to do that themselves as well. So first and foremost, we want to lead by example. I think it's the way we talk about mental health in the workplace. It's the way that we support our employees and encourage our employees to take those breaks. As much as we can, we want to lead by example. We want to make people feel comfortable, support them on their time off, make sure that, you know, as managers, we're not trying to contact our employees when they are 
are on their time off or if they've said they're on their break, we're not trying to access them during their own time off is respecting those boundaries. So leading by example, you know, supporting your employees to kind of promote that time off and then also making sure that we are protecting their boundaries and setting our own boundaries as well. So that's your advice for managers. What about employees? I think sometimes if if we're in if we're kind of that one third of the population where we're rarely taking our breaks, it can feel a bit overwhelming to think about how do I fix, you know, how do I integrate that into my work day? But they are really small changes. There are little kind of things we can integrate throughout our work day. This might mean actually putting in your calendar every hour and a half a 10 minute break. It might mean reconsidering how long we are meeting for. You know, if we have an hour meeting, can that be done in 45 minutes? And can I use that last 15 minutes to take my break. So really just rethinking about how we're spending our work day and actually programming it into your calendar and protecting that time. You know, you want to make sure that you're programming that time for when it makes the most sense for you. So sometimes it can be when you've completed a task between meetings, making sure that we're not on back-to-back Zoom calls or Teams calls or whatever it may be to give yourself that space to recharge and re-energize. Doing something that uh, on that break that makes you feel recovered and energized. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed about where to even start or what you should be doing on your break, take some time to brainstorm. You know, before you go on that break, write down five things that you might enjoy for doing 15 minutes a day. And then when you go to that break, look at that list and try something new. You just got to keep trying something to figure out what works best for you. Last question I'm going to ask you. We've been talking about short breaks. How do you know that you might need a longer break? And you've reached that point at which a short break or a series of short breaks may not uh, do the trick. If you're feeling completely exhausted, you're feeling completely overwhelmed, you're feeling like things are unmanageable for you, that's when I would consider talking to your manager. That being said, I would always kind of consider and and suggest talking to managers and and your HR team or whoever, you know, you have that relationship with in your workplace or in your in your studies with about how things are going all the time. We always kind of say that, you know, we shouldn't just be talking about mental health or feelings of exhaustion or burnout. When somebody has reached those levels, we want to make sure we're checking in with ourselves throughout the week, throughout the month, so that we're able to kind of understand what's actually happening. We don't realize how stressed out we are or how burnt out we, we might be until we really reach those kind of severe, more clinical levels. So we want to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves routinely. We're checking in as a team. We're understanding what's going on so that we don't have to always reach that point when we're when we kind of all of a sudden realize, oh, wait, I'm really not doing well. I need help. But I would say, you know, I think everybody can use a bit of help sometimes, too. So if you're generally feeling overwhelmed or you're generally feeling like you're you're not um, able to kind of get the things done that you need to be getting done or you're feeling overworked, start to have that conversation sooner than later. It starts with kind of checking with yourself, understanding how you're doing on, on a daily basis to kind of access that care when you might need it to kind of avoid having to take those maybe longer periods of time off um, down the road if you aren't able to kind of intervene earlier on. So some short breaks now might save you the need for a longer break later on. Uh, Catherine Coons, thank you so much for sharing tips on how to take effective breaks and for coming on to The Dose. Thanks for having me, Brian. Catherine Coons is a National Senior Manager at the Canadian Mental Health Association. She oversees the organization's workplace mental health program. Here's a dose of smart advice. 
There's growing scientific evidence that regular breaks make you more productive than powering through without stopping. Effective breaks reduce stress levels and enable you to resume work quickly. Taking breaks while studying actually improves memory and recall. If you don't normally take breaks, start small by taking a 10-minute break every two hours. What you do during a break is less important than how often you take them. Do something that takes your mind off work. Walk, stretch, read a few pages of a book, look at nature, or chat with a coworker about non-work stuff. It need not be ambitious. Just getting up and moving around can be quite effective. If you work from home, do a load of laundry, walk the dog, or put out the recycling and the garbage. During breaks, stay off electronic devices and social media. Breaks work best when you incorporate them into your daily routine, by scheduling them into your work calendar and by creating visual reminders like placing your walking shoes by the door. Managers and employees should model good behavior by taking allotted breaks. Avoid back-to-back meetings. Making short breaks a regular part of your day can help prevent burnout or feeling overwhelmed. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions answered, our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen. This edition of The Dose was produced by Isabel Galland. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. If you're looking for medical advice, see your health care provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.